This is Blackstone Joe, and you're listening to Slick Talk. If I say I'm an oil man, you will agree. You know, there's many reasons we ask about the engine and the oil you run, and one being the direct impact one can have on the other. Enter today's show, a story about a Lycoming, high copper, and the oil being the likely reason for it. So first, I want to lay a little bit of foundation. In testing, we often find high copper in Lycoming engines that are running AeroShell 1550 or W100+. Both oils that use phosphorus, and the additive causes a harmless reaction with internal parts, and the end result is often a high copper level. Therefore, if copper is stable with either of these oils in use, then it's usually not evidence of brass and bronze parts actually wearing heavily. With these oils in use, we'll then look for copper to be stable as opposed to, say, steadily increasing as evidence of brass bronze parts wearing well and thus a high copper level alone, is not evidence of a problem. At least, not likely evidence of a problem. But sometimes there is a spike, and that brings into question whether or not brass and bronze parts are wearing more than they should be. So there are two things an owner might consider in this situation. The first one being, run a different oil. Oils like XC2050 or regular W100 don't use the additive that causes a harmless reaction. Therefore, you should have a clear view of brass and bronze wear with these oils in use. But a lot of owners would just as well keel over before trying a different oil. So what then? Well, next up, you could check for visible metal in the oil or filter, screen, whatever you have. Visible metal is always good to check for, because while most of you don't own a spectrometer that can measure metal in parts per million like we do, you don't need a spectrometer to look for visible metal. Sizes like flakes or slivers or whiskers, which can speak to a problem, especially if they've been increasing in size or amount. We analyze filter pleats around here, and I'll go into that process a bit more later on in the episode. Now, there is a proper technique in removing the pleats and then evaluating metals without introducing debris from the housing, for example. But if you're able to cleanly remove the pleats and spread them apart to look for metal, you can gain insight into the visible metal the engine is making. If you see metal that looks concerning and you want a thorough report detailing metal content, including sizes and metallurgy, well, that's where we come in. You can send us the entire filter canister or you can remove the pleats for analysis, send them on your own, and then we'll take it from there. Now about our filter report. This can add more peace of mind than what you can gain from just a used oil report. And here's an example where using both methods of analysis helped rule out a potential issue. Remember back at the top of the episode, I was talking about Lycomings, 1550, and high copper. Well, here's the exact narrative in question. So again, it's a Lycoming, specifically in O235. This one was powering a Cessna 152. The oil in use, you guessed it, was 1550. 
This engine had been running 1550 for a while and copper was elevated compared to averages, but in this most recent sample, the level had gone up. The increase was fairly marginal. We're talking about six parts per million in total, but it caught our eye as it was a little higher than usual, opening the door for brass and bronze parts, potentially wearing a little more than they should be. Fortunately, this was a case where we didn't just have the oil, we also had the pleats on hand. So we were able to take it a step further and check for any signs of brass bronze wear that might also indicate a problem in terms of the visible metal that was present. I looked at these pleats myself and we identified steel and aluminum. There was six milligrams of steel that we removed with a magnet and the sizes were notable. Pieces ranging from 1.72 millimeters to 1.83. Those sizes can show accelerated wear, you know, not to mention the aluminum that was also present. We identified with the application of hydrochloric acid, aluminum content. Now, before applying the acid, we make sure to first measure the metal before it disappears after the application of that acid. And after there's a measurement, it's time to drop the acid. And then based on the reaction, we can tell usually this reaction is, you know, bubbles forming on the surface before the piece of metal disappears entirely. Well, that tells you that it is indeed aluminum being present. We also found carbon, you know, nothing unusual for oil from a used set of pleats. And there is also what looked to be possibly paint or sealer material, nothing concerning. However, there was no copper, zilch. Copper pieces almost always have a gold hue and we can verify the metallurgy based on a reaction to nitric acid. So with no copper in the pleats, we can table any suspicion of a potential problem with brass and bronze parts, at least for now. We'll, of course, monitor the trend in oil reports in case copper continues to rise on a microscopic level, and we'll recheck the pleats too. But going back to the increase that set this whole story in motion, six parts per million is marginal enough that it could be situational. You know, ebbs and flows in the metal content are bound to turn up, but as I once heard during training, metal trends should more so resemble rolling hills than peaks and valleys. So if there's ever an increase sharp enough to warrant obvious concern, we'll note it. But here, with the combination of oil and filter analysis put together, we can put our mind at ease, and I'm sure the owner's mind too. That brings today's show to a close. If you're new here and have more questions about the oil or filter analysis we provide, make sure you reach out. Our email is bstone at blackstone-labs.com. And if you have any questions specific to this show, you can, of course, call the Slick Talk voicemail inbox, which is 614-407-6169. It's been a couple of episodes since I've just flown solo and actually broke down some data in a more technical manner. And I think that it's always welcome to introduce more aircraft topics, something that I want to do more of going forward. So if you like what you heard today, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back for more. But for now, this is Blackstone Joe signing off. The Slick Talk Podcast is powered by Blackstone Laboratories. If you're ready to start your oil analysis journey, visit blackstone-labs.com to order your free test kit.